0: the Word with Greg Tejada, pastor of the Word Christian Center in Alexandria, Louisiana. I invite you to stay tuned as I share a powerful message from God's Word that will change your life. It is written, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that comes out of the mouth of God. And now, here's today's message. Amen. We've been talking to you about the family and we started off talking about first love, first works. Then I shared with you 10 principles of first love that you need to start practicing and living by. Last week we talked about uh, having a revelation regarding your husband or your wife and what they've been called to do and the gift, the anointing, the talent that's in them. And, uh, you know, dealing with them based on the revelation that you've got from God, because God reveals our true identity to one another. Amen. And today I'm going to talk to you about unity in the home. Now, every message that I've been preaching has dual application. It is a word for husbands and wives, but it's also a word for individuals. So there's a dual application. So, Even though I'm talking about the family, that don't mean that people that's not married, that the message ain't for them. You need to stay engaged because, like I say, the word is supernatural, and it has dual application. It's going to bless you because these principles work for whosoever will. Whosoever will apply these principles, they're going to work for you in any area of your life and in the area that you need them to work in. Amen. So we thank God for that. With that being said, I want you to know that Satan has a plan to destroy your family. He has a plan to destroy your family, but God has a plan to build your family. I mean, you know, God is the one that instituted family. It originated with God. We're part of his family. And so one of the weapons that Satan will use to bring destruction in a family is division. And division is the lack of unity. Now the word division is defined as to separate into parts. That's what Satan wants to do. He wants to separate your family into parts. Satan doesn't like unity in a home. That word also means to cut into pieces. That's what he wants to do with your marriage. That's what he wants to do with your life as an individual. just want to cut you in pieces. That's what divide means. You know, if you divide something, if you divide a pie, that means you cut it into pieces. Right? The word divide means to divide into parties or to split into factions so that you got some on one side, some on the other. So that's division, and that's what he likes to use. Now, in Mark chapter 3, verse 23 to 27, I'm going to read that. It says, And and Jesus called them unto him and said to them in a parable, How can Satan cast out Satan? And if a kingdom be divided against itself, that kingdom cannot stand. And if a house be divided against itself, that house cannot stand. That's your home right there. And if Satan rise up against himself and be divided, he cannot stand but have an end. Well, if Satan can have an end by being divided against himself, don't you think that your family can have an end too? Yes. If Satan is allowed to divide the husband and the wife, then he is able to bring an end to that marriage. And that's the reason why our divorce rate is over 50%. Because husbands and wives, at one time, were in unity together, started out together, sharing everything, but ended up cut into pieces, divided out. And when you divorce, what do you do? You split things into pieces. You take some, I take some. Right? Right? That's the ultimate manifestation of division is that everything gets divided out and the oneness is gone. And so I believe that God is having me minister on this area here in this area of the family because he wants strong families. And that's one of our pillars of our church. If you look upon the wall of that center of battle, what does it say? Strong, strong families. That's one of the marks of this ministry here is that God wants strong families in this church because the church is only as strong as the families that are in it. Amen. If you have a church full of strong families, then you got a real strong church. If you have a church full of divided homes, then your church going to be divided. Be hard to get unity in a place where there's division in the home. So we have to deal with this subject, and we have to deal with it aggressively. You have to be aggressive in pursuing and seeking unity in your home. And you have to be able to identify all of the things that cause division and eliminate them, put them out of business. The devil needs to be put in the unemployment line. You need to stop him from working in your life. Amen? And you got the power to do it if you're born again. You can say no to the devil and you can put him out of commission. All right. Then let's finish reading this here right here. He says, no man can enter into a strong man's house and spoil his goods, except he first bind the strong man and then he will spoil his house. So if you want to have unity in your home, you'll have to deal with the devil who wants to come against your home. You can't let him run roughshod over you. The husband and the wife together in unity become the strong man of a house. You know, the devil is not supposed to be the strong man in your home. He ain't supposed to be calling the shots. He ain't the one supposed to be doing the counseling. If you're getting all your counsel from the devil, then you're going to end up divided. Because all of his counsel breaks down and divides. He don't know how to build a happy home. He has no knowledge of that. So, I say husband and wife, be the strong man. (laughs) Together, when a husband and a wife come together, they become a strength, a unified force that is able to resist every adversary with the power of God. Amen? Husband and wives are strongest when they are in agreement, when they are in unity together. The greater the division, the weaker the family unit becomes. The family is at its weakest where there is a lack of unity. The family is at its weakest when there is division. But a family is at strong is where there is unity, harmony, and agreement. You want a strong family? You got to have the family united and in agreement. Amen? Where there is division or lack of unity in the home, it is inevitable that sooner or later frustration, disappointment, Separation, emotional pain and anxiety, means unhappy feelings, will set in and become a part of the daily grind to hold things together. And if you let division come in, then you're unhappy, you're frustrated, you're disappointed, and with those kind of emotions working, then you're still trying to hold everything together. I'm going to tell you, it becomes a grind. It becomes a hard, hard way when you can't agree upon anything. It's bad. When there's division, self-preservation takes over, and progress together comes to a grinding halt. When you have division, if division is allowed to run its course, then sooner or later, both parties are going to become selfish and then only be concerned about what's best for me. And when you start making decisions based on what's best for you, then division is already at work. Amen. When you say, I got to protect me. I got to have my own identity. You know, I don't want to lose me in the process. Now, God created us individually, and we, are, we never lose our personal identity, especially in Christ, but a husband and a wife have to form one identity. You can't have two identities. You got to have one. That's what unity is all about. Unity implies... Wholeness or oneness, it means not divided. It means agreement, maximum strength, harmony, peace. Without an understanding of authority and submission in the home, unity is hard to be achieved. So when you got a wife wanting to run everything, or if you have a husband that don't want the responsibility, and the wife had to take over to hold things together, I'm going to tell you, it becomes a burden in the whole family because now you got people trying to do things that they haven't been equipped by God to do. The man was, was equipped by God to be the head and to be the leader. A wife is equipped to help and to serve and to nurture. And we see that's why we're different. We ain't the same. I was talking to the praise and worship team yesterday about unity. I say, now, Cece and I don't agree on everything. I mean, we have disagreement. And so I said, the reason why is because if you went through that class that we had a few years ago called love and respect, women look through what, pink eyeglasses, and men look through blue. I say, so what we have to do is that I had to take a pink lens and she had to take a blue one and we put them together, we get purple. <laughs> now we got agreement because yeah. we both seeing purple now. She ain't just seeing pink and I ain't just seeing blue. That's right? Yeah. Amen. right? Uh-huh. Praise God. Everybody say see purple. You got to see purple. purple. <laughs> I means you just can't see things your way. The husband just can't see things the way it is, the way he wants it. He have to be able to see things from her perspective too, and then she had to be able to not just see things her way, but she got to be able to see things his way too. So you put both of them together, and you can find a place of agreement. Yeah. Okay. So n- neither person is totally getting everything they want. But when you're selfish, it's your way or the highway. All right. amen. Now this ain't a message I'm gonna get a lot of amen. because you've been put in the cooker. (laughs) When there is unity and agreement and togetherness, there will be peace and pleasantness. Now, one thing that husbands and wives have to do, and even you as an individual, you have to identify the unity busters, things that bust up the unity, things that break down unity things that break oneness and that builds walls of separation. Satan is busy, and he shouldn't be. He shouldn't be busy in your life. When you hear people say, the, the devil's busy, they just bragging on him. I'm going to tell you, ain't nobody more busy than God. Yes, right. Amen. So don't tell me how busy the devil is. You just need to take authority over him and shut him down. Amen. You have the authority and the power given to you by God Through the Lord Jesus Christ and the power of the Holy Spirit to shut him down, to rebuke him, bind him, cast him out, trample him underneath your feet, stand against him, resist him, push him down, push him aside, walk all over the top of him. You ain't supposed to be dominated by the devil. Sin shall not have dominion over you. That includes the devil. You have the power to say no to any temptation that he brings. Put him out of business. Unemploy him. When he come to your life looking for a place to work in your family, you say, look, can't work here. And then you got to get some wisdom, some knowledge, and some understanding so you recognize that joker when he show up. Some people don't even know the devil working. He punching a time clock. That's why certain days, certain times of the day, you get aggravated. Right? Certain times of the week, you just get frustrated. You, you just say, this Wednesday, this is going to be a bad day. you already prophesying it. He know when to punch the time clock. I can go to work right here because they're going to get up in a bad mood on every Thursday. They get up on a bad mood. How many of you got your day? How many of y'all got a day that you just, just you got your day? How many of y'all got your day? And some of y'all ain't being honest. Y'all looking at me, but y'all ain't being honest. You know there's certain days of the week you have a hard time. My day used to be Monday. I ain't like going to work. I took more personal holidays on Monday. I love three-day weekends. I was all right Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. But Monday, I had to get control of that. You need to recognize what times he come around you. You need to recognize that when people say certain things, that it just rub you the wrong way. The devil knows everything rub you the wrong way. Somebody rub you wrong way at work, and you come home and rub the whole family. (laughs) Everybody wondering what happened to you. What are the unity busters? Let me tell you what they are, because everybody's going to have to contend with these. If you're going to build unity in your, in your relationship, then you need to know the things that work against unity, things that work against oneness. I got a list of things. And I'm not going to spend a lot of time on them, but I'm going to clarify them a little bit. Poor communication is a unity buster. It leads to misunderstanding because there's verbal and nonverbal communication. How many of you know sometimes people think that if they ain't said nothing, everything all right? How many know you can say a lot without opening your mouth? How many know your eyes talk? How many know body language talk? Hmm? Your husband go to touch and you do this. Oh, you just said something. You ain't said nothing. Yeah, you did. I ain't said nothing to him. Yeah, you did. She asked you to do something and you got looking up in the air? You just said a whole bunch. There she go again. <laughs> you know when you don't like what's going on? Some of you get spiritual with it. Jesus! You ain't, you ain't, calling, you ain't, calling. You ain't calling on Jesus. You ain't calling no Jesus. Those so if you was calling on Jesus, you'd be submissive and humble. <laughs> Lord, I just don't know if I can take this. That's right. I'm wondering how he's putting up with you. <laughs> Let me move on. Poor communication, breakdown, down unity. When you miscommunicate, when you're not honest, when you give the silent treatment. Now, silence has its place when you want to stop an argument. One of y'all just need to be quiet. Somebody got to be big enough to shut the trap. Your mouth is a trap. Somebody got to have enough sense to just say, don't say nothing right now. Poor communication is a unity buster. If you don't take the time to express how you feel and to express your thoughts clearly, you can't expect people to be mind readers. A lot of times a, a woman want a man to be a mind reader, Ain't I'm telling the truth. He ought to know me by now. He ought to know how I feel. He, he ought to, I ain't got to tell him nothing. That's why he keep acting a fool, because you ain't open your mouth. That man don't know what's going on in you. You're looking through pink eyeglasses. That's why you need a revelation. (laughs) That's why you need a revelation of that woman, so you can understand better. All right, number two, a lack of shared purpose and goals. When you're going in opposite direction, you want different things in life, and you can't find any agreement concerning the direction that you're going in because of a lack of revelation of who you are together and what you can accomplish. When you don't have a common goal and a common vision, then you're going to pull in opposite direction, and when you do, then the walls of separation go up. So, If you're single, you need to make sure that you marry somebody that's going in the same direction you're going in. You can't get hooked up with somebody that don't believe like you believe, don't love God like you love him, don't want to go to church like you want to go to church, and they'll go to church a little bit when you're dating because they want you. Oh, I think I can do it. How, how long it going to take me to get out? Church for a year? I can hang that. I can hang. I can hang for a year. Yeah. Yeah. And then you marry somebody like that in about six months. You wake up in the morning and he growling at oh, you. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm going to have church at the other side of church. I am going to church. All yeah. right. Oh, yeah. yeah. oh, wasn't no church goal. You know I was before you married me. All right. All right. You was different before that. No, I wasn't. I was just like this. Uh, <laughs> right. You got to find somebody going in the same direction. Husband Why wife, you got to pull together. You can't pull apart. How are you going to have unity if you're pulling apart? If you're always going in separate directions, if you have nothing in common. As you grow together as a husband and wife, you got to still grow together, and you still have to keep things in common, or otherwise you're going to grow apart from one another. Yes. Amen. You have to stay involved in each other's life. You have to keep on operating in first love principles. Amen. Praise God. You got to be unified. I know she Cc. she checked me out when I met her. I checked her out. I asked her. I didn't know what God called me to do. I knew it was something, though. I said, God's got his hands on me. I need to find out about her before I really fall in love with her. You can tell when you're about to fall. Yeah. Can. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You, can. you can tell when you can't sleep at night thinking about them. When you daydream about them, that's all you can see is them. Yeah. You falling. When you can't wait to talk to them, you're falling. Yeah. When they're just talking to you in a conversation, reach over and put their hand on you like that. And you go like, oh. Uh. <laughs> Cece like talk with her hands sometimes. We'd be talking, sitting there, and she said, but you know, Greg, and she would just do that. Didn't it mean it nothing? And I look down there and say, she touched me. <laughs> she put her hands on me. She touched me. And I put my hand back and say, it's good for a man not to touch a woman. <laughs> <laughs> Don't touch her back, Greg. Don't touch her back. <laughs> she wasn't meaning nothing by it, nothing sexual with that or nothing like that. But I mean, when you fall in love, every little, t- if she touches you, a little pinky. You start seeing stars. She touched me. She touched me. She, she touched this little hand right here. <sighs> I said, I may be called in ministry one day. You okay with that? Yep. I say I might be sent overseas to be a missionary. I don't know what God want me to do. What if I get called to go to the mission field? Then guess what she said. She said, wherever you go, I'm gone. I say what you talking about? I said, oh, shucky, shucky now. See, things, things is going good here yeah, now. Nah. I said, your mama live in Lake Charles. I said, what if we get to move? We got to move. I ain't in Alexandria. I'm farther away from your mama. Wherever you go, I'm going. I said, I may be called to be a pastor one day. What'd you say about that? Whatever you call to do, I'm called to do. I said, oh, shucky, shucky, shucky. This is the one. This is this is the one. <laughs> I even told her about my giving. I said now, I love to give. At that time, I give away a large sum of money. I said, Well, figure how she feel about that. I said, You know, I gave away a lot of money. She said, I love to give too. And then she started giving me testimonies of how she gave. I said, oh, (laughs) Jesus. Ain't going to have no problem tithing. Ain't going to have no problem helping out. See, I'm checking all that out. Right? Because you got to be going in the same direction. Right? I even checked out and said, now you want any children? Some people find out after they got married that she don't want none. He don't want none. Well, you should have talked about that before you got married. Yeah. Now you're frustrated. Mm-hmm. Now you're looking for a way out. Yeah. She told me she didn't want but two. Mm-hmm. After Treasure was born, she said, Greg, that's it. <laughs> I said, okay, I didn't ask you about it. Because nope. she already done told me. We have was unified. Yeah. Yeah. So you have to have a shared purpose. You have to be going in the same direction. Husband and wife, you got to be going the same direction. You can't be, you can't be going in opposite direction and be happy. There's nothing about division that creates happiness and peace. You're going in the opposite direction and you want to be happy. Welcome to the real world. It ain't going to happen. You have to get an agreement, and then then there's some that just agree to go in separate directions, and they just living in the same house. Now, they can have peace like that because they agreed now. You do what you want to do. I do what I want to do. They done agreed on that. But I'm going to tell you it ain't God's best because when you get married, you're a team. Amen. Amen. Praise God. If you're going to be married, then have a marriage. All right, number three, gossip, murmuring, complaining, fault-finding builds a wall of separation. These are unity buses. When all you do is complain, when all you do is murmur, when all you do is talk about your husband or talk about your wife to your relatives oh, right. and to your friends, you can run a person so much in the ground with your mouth to your friends and all them tell you, child, I wouldn't put up with that. That's why they ain't married. Right. Child, if I was you, I wouldn't do that. And then when you go back to them and work things out, then they went, I don't see how she'd do it. Because you done told all your business. And some of them be listening to all your business, find out all your weaknesses, and then move in. Some of them will break you up because, hey, I want him. That's a good man. She do not know what she got. I'm going to tell just Lee, I wouldn't put up with that. Uh, (laughs) All right, yes, amen. Listen, we know know a fellow that got divorced, and it was no time. And guess who showed up at his house? Her best friend. All right. That's right. He told her where to go. But she saw the opportunity to say, hey, that's a good man there. She don't want him. I'll take him. Your best friend. So you had to keep your mouth off your mate. That's one of those principles of first love. Put away corrupt communication. Isn't that one of them? I told you. Put away corrupt communication. Stop. Murmuring, complaining, always finding fault. And then there's another principle that I told you about is that you have to compliment more than you criticize. Right? For every constructive criticism you give, there ought to be at least four, five, six, seven praises. But the devil will flip the script on you and have you find seven, eight, nine, ten, 11, give you a long list of stuff wrong. And you say, well, you see anything right with him? It's hard. I don't see nothing right with him. <laughs> you don't have a revelation. Your revelation coming from the devil, and all he's showing you is the bad in a person. You have to keep your mouth off your mate, and you can't be running your mate in the ground with people that you work with, family members that's always in your business. You stay in unity together. You've been listening to Living by the Word with your host, Greg Tejada, pastor of the Word Christian Center in Alexandria, Louisiana. I trust that you receive received the Word of God that will change your life and make you strong. This message is available for a gift of $8 postage paid. If you would like a copy of today's message, call us at 318-442-8100. That's 318-442-8100. Or write us at P.O. Box 13195, Alexandria, Louisiana, 713. 713- We invite you to join us every Sunday morning at 8.30 or 10.30 a.m. and on Wednesday night at 7 p.m. for worship services. We're located at 4701 Lee Street, just two blocks off MacArthur Drive. Until next time, may God richly bless you with New York Times bestselling author, Minister Bill Weiss, author of 23 Minutes in Hell, on Sunday, June 22nd at 8.30 and 10.30 a.m. At three o'clock in the morning, I was picked up and taken by the Lord and dropped off in a prison cell in hell. It was rough-hewn stone walls with bars. My mouth was so dry, I noticed the first thing was the tremendous heat. There's not enough air. And I noticed there were these huge creatures in the cell. And they were just cursing God, and they had absolutely no mercy. I could see flames in the distance. The flames were raging hundreds of feet in the air. I could hear millions of people screaming, and they're burning, literally burning. It's not important for people to believe my experience. The most important point is that God loves us so much that he sent his son to die so that we wouldn't have to go. God's a loving God. He didn't intend for you to go to hell, but you have a choice. Choose life. The Word Christian Center is located at 4701 Lee Street, just two blocks off MacArthur Drive. I look forward to seeing you there. The Word Christian Center is an underwriting sponsor of KAYT 88.1.